Okay, go ahead. My name is Tessa, and I'm five years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he parted the sea. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Hey guys, it's so great to be with you again on the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and today we're going to keep celebrating what God did for his people, from being with them while they were slaves in Egypt, to using some women to protect the baby boys Pharaoh wanted to kill, to raising up a man named Moses to tell the Pharaoh God's message, to let the slaves go. God showed his power over and over to the people of Egypt through ten plagues, which ended in the death of each firstborn in Egypt. But God passed over every Israelite household that followed his command to kill a lamb and put its blood on the doorposts of their homes. Finally, Pharaoh told the Israelite slaves to get out, and all the slaves, over a million, did exactly that. They knew where to go because God sent a huge pillar of cloud for them to follow. At night, he led them with a pillar of fire. There was always something to show them that God was with them, leading and protecting them. When it was time to set up camp for the night, God told Moses to have the people camp by the Red Sea. Well, when Pharaoh found out that all his slaves were actually gone, he changed his mind and said, What have we done in letting our slaves go? So he got his chariot and army with 600 more chariots and started galloping toward the people of Israel. God told Moses, Pharaoh is going to come after you because he thinks that you are just wandering in the wilderness and are now trapped between the army and the sea but I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his army so that the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When the people heard Pharaoh's army coming, they spotted them in the distance and were terrified. They cried out to God and said to Moses, Have you brought us out here to die? Why couldn't you have just left us alone in Egypt to keep being slaves? At least we would have been alive. Moses cried out to the Lord and told the people, Don't be afraid. Stay where you are and see how God will save you today. After today, you will never see these Egyptians again. God will fight for you. All you have to do is be quiet. Then God said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Take your staff and stretch it toward the sea so that the people of Israel can go through the sea on dry ground. The Egyptians will go after you all, but I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his army, 
so that the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And when the chariots got closer to the people of Israel, God moved the pillar of fire from in front of the people to behind them so that it it was between the Israelites and the Egyptian army. It burned brightly all night so that the army couldn't come any closer. When Moses stretched out his hand toward the sea, God sent a strong wind all night that blew back the sea so that there was a path of dry land between the walls of water. And the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea with walls of water on their right and on their left. And the Egyptians chased after them. But God clogged their chariot wheels and threw the Egyptians into a confused panic. The Egyptian army said, let's get out of here because the Lord is fighting for them against us. Then God told Moses to stretch out his hand on the other side of the sea. And when he did, the walls of water collapsed and swallowed up the Egyptian army. God had saved Israel and they saw his great power that he used against the Egyptians. They were in awe of what God had done and decided to follow the Lord and Moses, his servant. They even sang a song of praise to the Lord. But since I don't know the melody, I'll just have to read you the words to the song. They sang, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who oppose you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretch out your right hand, and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall on them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by, Lord, until the people you bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, 
The place, Lord, you made for your dwelling. The sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. The Lord reigns forever and ever. After that, Moses' sister Miriam grabbed a tambourine, and all the women followed after her, hitting their tambourines and dancing as Miriam sang, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he is hurled into the sea. Then Moses continued to lead the people through the wilderness, but for three days they had no water. When they finally did find some, they couldn't drink it because it tasted so bad. So they complained to Moses, saying, What are we supposed to drink? So Moses went to the Lord, and God showed him a log to throw into the water. When he did, the water became sweet. God told the people, If you listen to me and follow what I say, doing what I teach you, I will protect you from the diseases that the Egyptians had. I am the Lord, your healer. When they moved on, God led them to twelve springs of water with palm trees around them. Wow, isn't God powerful? He had promised to rescue them from Egypt and to show his glory and greatness to everyone around, and that is exactly what he did. He used stubborn Pharaoh to show Pharaoh's weakness and God's strength. When Pharaoh's army came, all God wanted the people of Israel to do was to be quiet and watch how he saved them. He put his fire between them and the Egyptians. Then he split the sea that he had made so that the Israelites could walk through and be amazed by how he protected them. And when there was no water nearby and the water they did find was yucky, he made it sweet for them to drink and then led them to another place with lots of clear springs. Next time, we'll find out what happens to those Israelites as they continue their journey toward the land God had promised to give them. But let's look back at some of the choices that were made. The Israelites decided to follow God's pillar of cloud and fire and camp by the sea. But Pharaoh decided to chase after them with his army. When the people saw the army coming... They chose to be afraid and blame Moses for leading them out in the wilderness to be killed by the Egyptians. Moses cried out to the Lord and obeyed when God told him to stretch out his staff over the sea. The people chose to walk through the sea and trust that the walls of water wouldn't fall down on them. But the Egyptians chose to chase after them. And when they finally chose to turn back, it was too late. The Israelites chose to worship the Lord and to keep following Moses further into the wilderness. So, what could have happened instead? Could the Israelites have ignored the pillars of cloud and fire and decided to run back to Egypt? Could Moses have thought that maybe God wasn't powerful enough to get them out of the mess that they were in with the sea on one side and Pharaoh's army coming after them on the other side? Could the army have turned back instead of following them into the sea? When the Israelites traveled on and couldn't find water, could they have chosen to trust that God would take care of them just like he had when he led them out of Egypt and parted the Red Sea? 
we don't have a pillar of fire that shows us where to walk. But we do have other ways that God leads us. When our parents are trusting in Jesus and helping us to know his word, they are leading us. If we're joined to Jesus, we have his spirit living in us, helping us to know what decisions to make. And God gave us his word so that we can read it and know the way he's inviting us to walk with him. Sometimes it might seem like you're trying to do all the right things and follow God and bad things still keep happening. Kids you thought were your friends maybe say unkind things or ignore you. Maybe your teacher yells sometimes or you get blamed for something your brother or sister did. Sometimes it might seem like trusting God is too scary, like the walls of water might just fall down on you. But we have even better news than the Israelites did. When God sent Jesus, he was carrying out the most important part of his greatest rescue plan. Because of our sin, we deserve to be punished, swept away like that Egyptian army. But Jesus sacrificed himself for us, taking our sins of unkindness and unbelief on himself, dying and coming alive again so that we can be rescued, forgiven, and live forever in a promised land, a new earth where there'll be no more sin, evil, or death, and where we'll get to worship God, rest, play, and enjoy being with everyone else who loves Jesus too. Will you trust our loving and powerful God to lead you today? Will you remember all the times he's taken care of you so far and praise him for them? And when those hard times do come, will you remember that it might just be the difficult times in your life that God wants to use to show you how powerful he is to your friends? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for sacrificing yourself so that we could be free and loved as God's sons and daughters. We praise you for your power and love and for taking care of us each day. Will you help us remember to thank you and tell our friends and family how great you are? We love you. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for joining me again today. It's so great to be able to share God's stories with you. And I'm sure your parents or grandparents or Sunday school teachers would love to answer any questions you have. And if you want to read even more Bible stories that point to Jesus, you can check out the resource page on my website, aliciayoder.com. Also, if you leave a rating and review of the Jesus is Better podcast on iTunes, then even more families can hear these stories. See you next time.